Welcome, everyone, to Politics Express, the Postwriters Politics Podcast. I'm your host, the Postwriters Politics Editor, Lars Emerson, and we are back this week as the GOP primary continues with another iteration of our ongoing 2024 Republican presidential primary draft. Welcome back to our 2024 Republican primary draft. I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Michael Levito. What is up, Mike? Uh, not too much. <laughs> uh, very... I, I talked pre... Sorry, no. I've talked pre show I had a very exhausting weekend, and uh, having to think about the current Republican primary has not made it any more relaxing. I'll just put it <laughs> a very way. earnest and honest response from Mike. We are also here <laughs> with our other 2024 primary contributor, Chris Chobin. Welcome, Chris. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm also tired, but not because of the Republican Party. <laughs> well, that's part of it. Uh, and you, audience, as you may recall, you've been able to follow along with our live interactive at thepostwriter.com slash 2024 draft. You can see our order of picks, how many points we've accumulated, and each of our rosters. So the three of us last got together at the end of July, just as the first debate loomed. And a lot has happened since. We've seen some candidates get their mugshots taken. Some bland and not-so-bland debate moments spread across now three debates. The last one was last week. Uh, and we've seen our fair share of dropouts. Uh, I almost wanted to put, like, an in-memoriam part of this episode <laughs> up. Like a Hunger Games-style, like, cannon shots of the losers. But it's like uh, it's like Tim Scott going, oh. <laughs> that's what that's what Stephen Colbert did in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll let him have that. Uh, anyway, going through uh, Michael's points section will basically let us do that anyway. Uh, so let's assess. So as always, Michael has massively raked in the points. Of the 60 points that have been awarded, uh, that's, uh, yeah, uh, of the 60 points that have been awarded total since our last episode, 60% of those points went to Michael outright, just because his roster of candidates has managed to attend debate after debate, after debate. Uh, Chris has done okay. He's gotten a few points out of every debate, uh, and he reclaimed second place because my first draft, Donald Trump has refused to participate in the debates, <laughs> so I don't get shit. And uh, my second, my only other guy in the running still is Doug Burgum, who has stopped being able to make the debates. Um, that said, Mike, your luck may be running out. Though at one time you had seven out of eight possible candidates in your roster all running, You've lost three of them in just the last two months. Will Hurd, Larry Elder, and then there was the big one, Mike Pence. Uh, and following the most recent debate, Chris's Tim Scott also dropped out. So things, uh, things aren't looking so good for our rosters overall. There's a lot less gold on the map, uh, and I'm probably going to lose Doug Burgum soon. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we are back now. We're going to refresh our rosters. We're going to talk about what's happened. We're going to strategize a little. Barring any unforeseen major news at the level of basically everyone but Trump dropping out or Trump's better angels convincing him he should drop out and donate his fortune to helping, you know, orphan children or something. This will probably be our last episode before the Iowa caucuses, as those are in just two months. So uh, before we start our discussion, here are the upcoming major point awards to take note of. Any person who holds a candidate who merely participates in that debate, I think we're going to get one more debate, maybe two. Uh, they'll just get three points for participating. Uh, we'll see. And then any person who holds a candidate who just makes it to Iowa without dropping out will get a whopping 10 points per candidate. That's like a big point award that uh, you should start to consider. Uh, and of course, uh, if you win in Iowa, you will get 10 points. All right. Uh, Let's get started. Uh, Mike, I already said you're in first place. You want to tell us who's on your roster? Uh, so are we just talking like active players or people who've dropped out? Like, Yeah, we don't need to hear about Mike Pence. <laughs> okay. Um, so my, my people who are currently running, I have... Um, I'll, I'll go in order of, of polling numbers uh, or what my rough conception of their polling is is... I have uh, Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, and a uh, devoted never-Trump conservative. Apparently, um, people on his, on his campaign have told him to drop out, and he is refusing to do so. Um, 
My pet theory is that he will become the Tulsi Gabbard of this primary and that he will go all the way to the convention despite winning, like, one delegate if he's extremely lucky. Um, after that, we have my former governor, that is former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, another big never-Trump name. Um, then we have uh, everybody's favorite. Well, I don't really know who's pulling ahead. I guess, I guess Nikki Haley is. But we have everybody's... Um, Favorite uh, self-described unhinged debater, Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, he said being unhinged was going to be his strategy going into this last debate. And uh, if you ask former South Carolina governor and ambassador of the United Nations, Dickie Haley, she would agree with that assessment of his debate qualities because she uh, more or less threatened to stab him with her high heel after he brought up uh, her daughter's TikTok account. So uh, that's the, uh, the quartet of winners I have. That's still on my team. That's that's very lovely. So Nikki Haley also invoked uh, the only person who is still running on Chris's roster. Uh, Chris, you want to tell us who you've got on your team? Got good old Ronnie boy, Ron DeSantis. He's, he's my last hope since I traded away Nikki for my for my Tim Scott hope. Well, yeah, I trusted my mom too much. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I don't know. I was still on board for him. Like the Tim Scott seemed like he was going to be the one that made it through the the fray. Because Nikki was sort of, she was never on the rocks, but she seemed to be holding steady. And it's only like the last like debate and a half that sort of really popped off. Though I have at least some hope that uh, in the most recent one, people have been sort of speaking well on Ron DeSantis, that he's been trying to humanize himself uh, <laughs> and actually speak about his own past and like uh, contextualize himself a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's some hope that direction. They all They all pale under the might that is Donald Trump. I, I was pretty surprised Tim Scott dropped out before South Carolina. You would think that if yeah. you're from South Carolina, you want to hang in until then to see if something crazy happens. But his, I guess not. His staff was surprised, too. <laughs> well, yes, as were possibly some donors because they got an email eight minutes before he dropped out that was saying, so this is your last chance to donate. And, hey, it was not <laughs> that was not untrue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, uh, and then I'm bringing up the rear. I'm in third place. Uh, Donald Trump and Doug Burgum round out uh, my team. Not that either of them have done me a lot of good so far, but, you know, count me optimistic. I'm kind of bullish on Donald Trump, guys. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he'll come from behind and win this thing. Red spread some polls. Yeah. So uh, anyone want to put their cards on the table and admire someone else's roster, lament that Mike Pence didn't have the courage to keep up his own campaign, or uh, brag about how they'll never make any trades ever again? (laughs) Uh, I I, I can't. I'm sorry, go for it. um, No, I really have nothing to say. I just hope my my strategy of banking points uh, pulls off. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I I just don't. I don't know. I think it's going to be my... I, I feel like I have very, very weird mix of people because I could see all of these people like running all the way to at least Super Tuesday, and I could see also at least two of them dropping out before Iowa. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. I do like... You made some metaphor. I think it was last episode where you compared our strategies to like... I have the, like, LeBron, where it's, like, everyone on the team sucks, but I have, like, LeBron, and you have, <laughs> like, the best overall team. Yeah. And then, I don't know what Chris is. <laughs> Chris is, like, uh, the, all the, the failed LeBron. Yeah. He's the Portland Trailblazers the past couple of years where all they had was Damian Lillard. And um, he's very, uh, or maybe he's, like, the Orlando Magic a couple, for, like, a couple of years ago, because just, like, nobody likes Dwight Howard. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people don't like Ron DeSantis. But I guess you could say that about anybody on these lists. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling... The, the the trading away Nikki, I definitely was too bearish on her. That, like, she was sort of too competent. Uh, but that I, even at the time, I was like, oh, she's so competent. She's so all this. Like, why hasn't she popped already? Uh, rather than sort of really thinking about that, like, oh, during the debates, everything's going to sort of take off a little bit, uh, that she's going to be a good that direction. I think I was sort of bearish on her ability to sort of pop in that direction. Um, though I still, I was still, Tim Scott, I think that it's, he dropped out like yesterday, I think just because he didn't pop in the debates like he wanted to, or uh, I don't maybe he's smart enough to realize that it, he's probably not going to, that if Trump takes this, 
having a little bit of distance between when you drop out and who you're fighting against might be a good slot for VP and that he's sort of a- angling up that direction more for it, more than trying to take the position from Trump. Um, but I'm still, I, I don't feel bad for who I traded for, just that I traded her. Um, and I'm, I'm a little more bullish on Ron because people were sort of saying things about him last night that he's sort of gotten a little bit better about that. But I don't know, that doesn't bring me too much uh, up the chain there because I think he's still a little weird little alien. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm glad you invoked the, the vice presidential consideration because I also had that thought when Tim Scott dropped out. Um, Plus he's got a hot well, girlfriend. People I mean, were drawing is... comparisons between him and Kamala Harris because she dropped out, I believe, in December of 2019 mm. um, and chose not to run in Iowa. And then, of course, she became vice president. Um, Though that just seems better timing because her, didn't her campaign like fall apart at the seams? Uh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Nikki Haley, someone we keep (laughs) talking about a lot too. Uh, Nikki Haley's kind of having him. Uh, I'm not, it's a light moment. I think Mm -hmm. she's getting a lot of good press. People seemed, well, people on Twitter seemed to really like her, like abortion answer during the last debate. Because this is something that, you know, we had a big election last week. I mean, not a big election, but... (laughs) A decent-sized American election last week. A lot kind of happened. You know, abortion rights were on the ballot, either literally or uh, through proxy, as as Mike's recent piece kind of talked about. Um, and Nikki Haley kind of came out of this debate with, like, a more nuanced and, like, human answer than I think the GOP has tried to land. Do you... I don't know. Did you guys like it? <laughs> I think it worked. I don't know that I saw her specific answer in this past debate, but throughout all of the debates, debates, I know her position has basically been like, look, um, there is no point in demonizing people who are pro-choice or who want to get abortions. And also, there is no point in pretending like there's going to be a federal answer to this question because you will not get 60 senators to agree on abortion legislation anytime soon, which I think is the most honest and pragmatic thing a Republican could possibly say about abortion outside of being full-on pro-choice, but then, of course, you're not going to win the primary. Yeah, I, th- I think she's doing a pretty good job of being, going back to, like, the Bush-era compassionate conservative, of, like, she stills able to stick to her guns pretty well, but say that in, de- couch it in diplomatic enough language that it ends up being more to where the popular part of things are. Uh, and that DeSantis doesn't seem to be able to have the compassionate part. And like Tim Scott seemed to not be able to actually hit the the hard stuff that hard or didn't really want to as much as he sometimes could. Um, yeah, I think she's she's sort of filling that niche that has been left vacant. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can see why people think that she... Uh, is a better alternative to Trump than Ron DeSantis. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, cause what, and what I think it is, too, it's like she is, I mean, granted, she's in some ways like a tea partier, um, but it's a thing where it's like DeSantis is very much like, okay, you like Trump, but you don't like Trump. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you you want the Trump policies, but you don't want Donald Trump caring enough for whatever reason. That's why you vote for Ron DeSantis. Whereas if you're a more kind of, you know, quote-unquote traditionally-minded Republican than Nikki Haley... I think is is just more appealing in, in that regard, and I also think Nikki Haley just has had, in a way, the fact that you know we've been talking about Ron DeSantis for like the past three years or so, right? Yeah. Um, and unless you're really re- like deep into this stuff, you, you're you probably weren't really thinking of Nikki Haley very much. So I do think there are a lot of people who um, have been like introduced to Nikki Haley through these debates and through the campaign, and I think that like it's like oh like it's refreshing that this person is doesn't seem like they're taking these like super strong culture war positions and, and is having like actual substantive policy answers to questions whether you agree with them or not um as opposed to like it really just seems like i mean you think of like the five people who are on the most recent debate right you have uh chris christie who's there to like come up with unfortunately ineffective nicknames against donald trump donald duck is just not gonna cut it i'm afraid um <laughs> You have Ron DeSantis, who, you know, we kind of all know what his liabilities are in the charisma department. And then you have Vivek Ramaswamy, who is kind of acting like a crazy person. 
Um, and then you have Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. Um, Nikki Haley, I think, just the more dynamic public speaker. And so if you're looking for, like, a just more normal-seeming person, like, she's just going to want, going to be the one who stands out more. I think, I think that's fair. So, um, Ramaswamy, can we, <laughs> you want to talk about him? Uh, Mike, you very bravely drafted Vivek Ramaswamy, and now your names are tied together forever on the internet. This is true. Um, I, I got to admit, I was more bullish on him after the first debate than I am now. What do you think... Do you feel the same way? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because it did seem like he was tapping into, you know, he was doing the Trump but not Trump thing better than Ron DeSantis. And I think, you know, it probably followed that, oh, he could shoot up to like second or third in the polls. But now it seems like the, if you were to kind of like mentally aggregate all of them, obviously Donald Trump isn't first. And then you have kind of Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley swapping second and third. DeSantis usually in second, more so than Haley. Um I, I think that, um, I mean, I, I just think that if you don't like, if if the things he's saying are not things you have wanted a politician to say forever, and by that I mean things like we should fire half of the federal workforce, or we should send we should uh, send the military into Mexico and kill cartel members, or we should build a border wall not just on Mexico but on Canada's border as well. Like if you if you're if you're someone who has not been dying to hear those things said on stage, I think you kind of see through him a little bit in the sense where it's like, well, he's playing to the camera a lot. He's clearly like adopting this like somewhat larger than life personality. And I just think that he's just he's taking positions that are so I just think the positions he's taking are actually too like heterodox for a lot of people to be comfortable with. Like, I mean, his foreign policy strategy is basically stop funding Israel, which is not going to be popular with a lot of Republicans, and also stop funding Ukraine so we can become friends with Russia and then we can team up against China, which I don't think is appealing to anybody who knows anything about foreign policy. So um, I, I just think he's taking too many big, big swings, and, and maybe they are big swings he earnestly believes in, I don't know. But I just think if if you're a little too bold of stuff like that, I think people are just gonna like uh, be turned off. And like I said, I just don't think he's a you know, I just think people think he's a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> I think is, is not to paint too broad a brush or insult psychopaths, but I, you know. he's uh, <laughs> he's weird. <laughs> and he he doesn't have the joviality to fall back on that Trump has. That like when Trump says something truly ludicrous. Like, I mean, he'll usually double down on it, but like he'll double down on it in like a weirdly cheeky way um, uh, that that makes it feel like, oh, this is a bit that he's doing, even though he believes in it, that's failed as opposed to, oh, he said something truly atrocious uh, or something like, or like that. I think that's what the most of the people that support him sort of feel the, the old uh, 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 what is it? Say what I uh trust what I say, not what I mean, or that kind of thing. Um, versus like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Take Ram- it seriously, but not literally. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, R- Ramaswamy doesn't really have a sense of humor in the way Trump does. And I actually do think that makes a big difference in how like likable you are, <laughs> even when you're yeah. saying some like wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Trump could have pulled off, and because he, he would have been less direct about it, something about the TikTok stuff. Like uh, that he, but but he probably would have directed it more back at like, well, you're being a bad mom, yeah. uh, rather <laughs> than like your your daughter's on TikTok. How dare you? Like uh, it would have come back to you, and that she would have then tried to frame it up as, why are you talking about my daughters? I'm talking about your daughter. I'm talking about you. Like in your parenting or something like that. Um, yeah, I feel like he'd just be better about that. Yeah. But my understand the irony too is like my understanding is that he is actually in TikTok. I believe. I believe oh, that certainly. was like a a point of issue like at some point debate and so i don't even know how dickie haley soccer came up but you know anyway so the debates are going fine there's a big elephant in the room that we'll get to that's not been at the debates but so how do you guys feel it's two months to iowa we've been doing this for almost two years i think more than two years now it's wild. um it is it, it is wild um iowa is 
coming. How do I mean? I'll go to Chris first because I think uh, Chris's entire like future here kind of depends on Trump not doing very well. So I'll go to you, and, Chris. How do you feel and, coming up on Iowa? I think he's going to do medium well in Iowa just because Iowa is pretty blue, um, uh, and that it's got such <laughs> Wait, that sort what? of what? What do you mean? Like, I. Uh, like I, I don't. I was like, it's not. I mean, it's like it's kind of a red state, but it's like fairly educated. Um, uh, uh, like, the, it's not like the normal voter base, especially for the Republican Party. I mean, the historical Republican Party it kind of used to be, but like uh, Iowa, especially the the big cities are pretty. Um, I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna push back on that. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa is one of the most representative states of the Republican Party, and that. There is only like one big city. It's like a ninety percent white state. Sure, white, but like education wise, I think it's it's not. I'm trying to think. No, I think Maybe. it's below the national average. I think the, they're only midwestern state with an education level above. I'm thinking of New Hampshire. My apologies. Oh, well, that's relevant <laughs> too. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I guess the, I was thinking of more more on the New Hampshire side of things. Yeah, that I, I suspect Iowa he'll probably do pretty damn well. Like that makes sense. Um, I this without a way to get at him and without a willingness to attack him, they I don't think they have much of a chance. That like they were really hoping that the uh, stuff in the courts would bring him down or that he would sort of bring himself down, and that's not going to happen for another three months probably at the at the minimum. Um, and that he'll be clean sweeping by that point. Um, I, I think it, it all depends on how much Haley is able to capitalize off this sort of last bump. Like, is that enough that they've got a good groundswell and can really put a team or they, I'm sure they've already put a good team together, but like, is their team on the ground good enough to make them second in Iowa and that they consolidate that direction and DeSantis kind of realizes he doesn't have much steam and it's just sort of moves back into the pack and steps away. Um, or can DeSantis cap, uh, continue to sustain the second place um, and, and ride that till he's dead? Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much hope DeSantis has without Trump kneecapping himself somehow. Well, it's, it sounds that like you're kneecapping yourself too. You're saying that best or you know, worst case scenario for you is Trump runs away with it. Second worst case scenario for you is Nikki Haley starts to fight Trump and they do get out, and Ron DeSantis just sits around and is sad. Neither of those situations are very good for you. Well, no, that, that's the, the quite. I think the only way Nikki wins is if she fights him. There's a better chance. I think two thirds chance Nikki fights him. She flares out with popularity with the Republican base. DeSantis has like a second place for a while lead and then eventually concedes. Um, I, I, like, unless Trump kneecaps himself, I don't think there's much hope. Bleak, bleak take from Coach Chris. <laughs> Sorry, uh, there it is. Michael, can anyone not named Trump still win? <laughs> um. I mean, if you were to calculate all the possibilities in the universe, technically, yes. Like, um, I, you know, I, I do think um, as, like, the big X factor is Donald Trump's various legal troubles, right? Um, I know the documents case is really not going to get underway until uh, May of 2024, at which case Trump could have already very likely sewn up the nomination by then. Um, so I, I, it would require some big legal bombshell for that to happen, but I, I do think, um, you know, him not being at the debates, I think, has, um, hurt the rest of the field just because they can't directly contrast themselves with him. Um, and I just think that there are lots of people who are going to be going these primaries who probably aren't paying attention to the debates because he's not involved with them. So... Um, yeah, I saw some poll yesterday that was like one out of four primary voters actually watched the GOP debate or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the ratings have not been good. Um, so no, I, I, you know, he's gonna win. Would it shock me if, you know, um, 
Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both take over 20% of the vote in Iowa. Not entirely, because I think there have been some polls to that effect, or at least on a national level there have been, right? Um, but I, you know, it's just, I think, very difficult to see a world where Trump, like, I, like what primary is he going to lose? Like, it seemed like maybe at some point you, he, he had a chance of losing New Hampshire to DeSantis, but I don't even know if that's likely anymore. I, I just, I don't see how he doesn't sweep the primaries, honestly. <laughs> a bleak take from Coach Mike as well. So, most importantly... That was the polls. Yeah, most importantly for, for our sake. Can anyone not holding Trump on their roster still win? So I ran the math on this. Yeah. Um, it turns out, let's assume worst possible case scenario. Even if Trump wins every single caucus and primary, and assuming that I get like no more additional candidates who join or anything, and mm-hmm. Trump, but the, Trump like continues not participating in debates, I can only mm-hmm. net 120 more points. Period. That's like my <laughs> max point total. Mm-hmm. Um, that means. Mike actually does still have a chance to win as long as enough of his candidates stay in until Iowa and participate in debates. So... Because he'll, he'll get up to 106 if they all go to Iowa, right? Uh, well, let's see. You'll, I mean, you'll get 10 points per one that just makes it to Iowa. Plus, you'll mm-hmm. get three points for each of them in a debate. Um. You, Mike can still just win a lot of points just by holding people yeah. in a mm-hmm. way that you and I can't. Doug Burgum, I guess, could stay until Iowa, but I'm not banking on it. Um, so there is there is like a tight little little contest crunch around Iowa. Mike, does that make you feel less sad about the state of democracy in America? <laughs> What does what the, the that you could still win? <laughs> oh, um, no, <laughs> uh, I don't know that it has any effect to be honest with you because <laughs> I, I, I'm a little hopeful only in the fact that, like, it the Republicans or the Democrats have, have having done well in this most recent set of elections, despite of the president's unpopularity. I think 538 was very bearish on the connection between those two things but even the idea that like a radically unpopular president would oversee sort of um a a midterm in which the their party did like pretty damn well in a lot of different areas um so i don't know there's some hope there just uh just because he's the leader doesn't mean that uh the whole system's fucked just the republican party (laughs) god y'all are bleak today uh well, on that note, we will take a commercial break so that I can uh, re-pump up the boys here and get back <laughs> into the, the fun part of the draft, and we'll be right back. If you're a fan of the Postwriters articles, podcasts, and projects, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. So once a week digests of everything we've worked on, what the site is up to, and other things we'd recommend each Monday. We don't believe in subjecting you to daily annoying emails, but we do believe in keeping our most passionate and loyal supporters in the loop on what we've been up to. We know how inconvenient and annoying it is to have your inbox flooded with constant reminders and useless material. That's why we run a curated weekly newsletter that gives you a once a week scoop. New subscribers help us know how many people are reading and listening to our work and want to hear more from us. So go to thepostwriter.com slash newsletter to sign up now. And we're back. Uh, excellent. The boys are back. They're happy. We're good. <laughs> we will now open up the floor to any drafts. Uh, everyone remembers how this works. There's two months to Iowa, so I don't... I mean, maybe we'll have some surprises here. Uh, by a random number generator. Chris, you have the opportunity to draft someone if you'd like. It, there, there's no one left on the table that's not running that we are, don't already have. Correct? It would just not, be bring... not technically true. <laughs> there are some some rando wackos, some like nobodies in the other declared candidates, but like no one at the level that we have really drafted. Okay. There is a timer on this. 
Yeah. And then it'll be my turn, and then Mike, and then it's a snake draft. In case we I want will, to start I will, drafting some crazy people. <laughs> I will I will drop... Uh, Mike DeWine and pick up John Bolton. John Bolton is currently held by Michael. I, I, oh, you already I, have him? I, um... I'll trade you John Bolton for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, wait, Larry, Larry's still up? Uh, yes, Larry Hogan is available. Yeah. Is he gonna? No, I'll hold. I have no... All right. Chris. <laughs> Chris holds. Uh, I actually am going to draft Larry Hogan, who I dropped last episode, or a couple episodes ago. So he closed the door... I had him on my, my roster, I think, since the beginning. He closed the door to a run. Uh, uh-huh. And then he's cracked open that door slightly, <laughs> mostly because he's like, maybe I'd run under a no-labels ticket. But he's also kind of hinted, like, maybe I'll jump in the Republican race and run on both tickets or something. So I guess I'll drop... Uh-huh. I think I'll drop Francis Suarez for Larry Hogan because Francis Suarez already ran, didn't make the debates, and dropped out. It's pretty unlikely he's going to jump in again, right? That's fair. I would say so. <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll do that. Any thoughts? I mean, it seems unlikely that anyone is going to... It's a big I stretch. Mean, it's a big if Glenn jump. Youngkin's not going to jump in, then I don't see Larry Hogan jumping in either. <laughs> like, <laughs> It feels like he's tickling some balls. But, uh... <laughs> A lovely image. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, you know, why not? It's, like, it's like str- why? It's a strategy. Th- it just he has, has more once. value than Francis Suarez at this point. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, team. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, Mike, you want to drop anyone? Pick anyone up? I do, actually. Okay. Um, Mike's going to violate the spirit of this game and draft one of the, like, 100 declared Republican <laughs> candidates <laughs> no one's ever heard of. Well, I'm going to drop Will Hurd. Um, former congressman of Texas who has run and dropped out and I am going to draft Ryan Binkley Um, I couldn't tell you much about Ryan Binkley Wikipedia says he is the CEO of Generational Equity Group and also the lead pastor of Create Church I know that there was some uh, controversy because he was listed as a major candidate on Wikipedia's page for the 2024 Republican presidential primaries because he met a polling criteria um, despite the fact he's not notable enough to have his own Wikipedia page. Um, like I said, he's got a website. It's full of full of stuff. Lots of pictures of him. Um, I, uh, but, you know, hey, it, like it's, it's the guys like these who stay in, like, till Iowa, right? You're, you're going to kill me. There's no public domain images of this guy. It's going to ruin <laughs> the whole aesthetic of the page. You'll have to find a photo, baby. You'll just have to do a Republican logo or something. Yeah. There's stuff from the website. Uh, you okay. sure there's... Mike's, uh, Mike's picked up Ryan Binkley, the CEO of Generational Equity Group, and you've dropped... Extremely your, real person name, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've dropped Real Herd. Uh, Mike, it being a snake draft, would you like to drop anyone else for, say, John Anthony Castro or E.W. Jackson? I do, I do actually. <laughs> I think I'm gonna drag drop Larry Elder, and the question is, which of these guys do I want to take? Who do I think is gonna stay in longer? The uh, the tax consultant, John Anthony Castro, who I know is Where like are you under getting this list. Mike's just literally going down the Wikipedia page of declared candidates. Well, I also wrote like like a couple of months ago. I wrote an article where it was like, who are all these other people running for president? And John Anthony Castro is one of them. He is like he has. Uh, Run afoul of like numerous regulatory agencies, I believe. Um, uh-huh. And uh, E. W. Jackson, pastor and nominee uh, for lieutenant governor of Virginia in 2013. Um, <laughs> is that I, you're taking? No, no. I think I'd take Jonathan Castro because I know that he is a. Uh, um, he's like a never Trumper, so I, I could see him sticking with it till the, the bitter end. So I will take him and swap out a uh, a very big Donald Trump fan, Larry Elder. Okay. Well, in this race to the bottom that has now ensued, uh, I'm going to draft E.W. Jackson, goddammit. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Who can I drop here? Hmm. 
Rick Perry, he's on my shit list. He never <laughs> announced. He's getting dropped. Uh, You're just mad because this is how I'm going to get some points. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I'm just more so being like, man, why did you think Rick Perry was going to run? He said he might. Yeah, I'm going to take E.W. Jackson. I'm very bullish on the fact that he was a nominee for lieutenant governor of Virginia once. Uh, Should have taken Bankley. Damn it. Chris, would you like to continue this race to the bottom? Like, there's nothing you have to lose, right? Are there any left? If you go to, like, the Iowa Secretary of State's website, you can find somebody who's entered the primary or something. (laughs) There is a timer on this. (laughs) God. (laughs) Mike, do you have more? No, no. I wish I did. Um, because Mike Pence is also just dead weight on my team at this point, but I, um, I've run out of randos. Here, here's a question I have though, while Chris is doing that. So, do these people have to be on the ballot in Iowa, or do they just have to still have an active campaign? They just have to have an active campaign. Okay. Okay. Because that's my big concern. Is you know, I mean, who knows if 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 JAC gets enough signatures in Iowa? Uh, Chris, your timer's up. <laughs> but it's a snake draft, so now you have the second round. So your timer Good. continues, I guess. <laughs> Christy, DeSantis, Haley, Asa, just Donald Trump, Binkley. Uh, Binkley's the only one that's uh, on the ballot. Does it have to be for Republicans? Yes. <laughs> you can't have Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> Actually, be so funny if we like didn't have that rule and we just all forgot. Well, it'd be funny if if you picked like Joe Biden and somebody like writes him in in the Republican primary. Oh my God! Wins victorious. <laughs> oh God! Uh, all right, Chris, your time's up. You got. You got to go. Go for it. Okay, you're done. Uh, I'm going to pass. Mike, back to you. I'll also pass. All right. That means it's over. <laughs> that was uh, I'm covering glad... ourselves in glory I'm on gl- this episode. I'm glad we're uh, not doing that much further. It would have really. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to see if someone could come up. If someone can, like, find a candidate with, like, a crazy name, I think we can reopen it. But for now, it's closed. <laughs> like Adam Michael Hogland. You want him? Yeah. Yeah. Is he really? running for president? Candidates who have filed for 2040-24 presidential election. You want Adam Michael Hogland? Yeah. How do you spell Hogland? Yeah, we got H-O-U-G-L-A-N-D. A graduate? Wait. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Oh. Andrew Robert uh, Kowakowski. No, I like Hogland better. Yeah, I like Hogland better, too. Yeah, I mean, if, like, I don't know... Angel oh, Michael uh, Cockford. Okay. I mean, Ho- Hogland sounds like, you know, that's more agricultural, so he might do That's fair, that's fair. Iowa. There you go. <laughs> so are, are you earnestly drafting? I don't think this man has a website. <laughs> I don't think he does either. <laughs> this, this is, the, like, this. the weird thing is, if you add him, he's going to go on our site, which I guarantee will be his <laughs> only site. <laughs> I found, like... <laughs> yeah. That uh, that would be fine. Well, that's okay. He's already gotten more. T- more yes. Um, you want? But he's he's on ballotopedia as well. So I will draft Adam Michael Hogland. Great. Who are you it, dropping? Greg Abbott. Fuck him. <laughs> Strong. Okay. You're gonna spell this guy's name for me one more time. Adam. Nope. A D A M Michael Michael H O U G L A N D and he's a Republican. Yeah, Republican Party. According and, to Ballopedia, yeah. And I, yeah. it's funny because like, are we gonna know if he drops out? We'll have to do the investigation. <laughs> that is a good, that is a good point. Um. Okay, Mike, are you okay with this? 
Um, yeah, we don't have a rule that says... There's no rule that says Adam Michael Hoglund can't be drafted. That's... Uh, much the same way there's no rule that says a dog can't play basketball, so... That's um, so true. Delightful. Yeah. Uh, and you said, you said if he had so a funny I, name. No, I, what, yeah, what, what I think the... Uh, um, it also helps I have no, I have no chance of winning. That's, that's he's why he's registered with the FEC, so we can, I guess, always check FEC records to try and see if he's like good. The, the we'll have to do, we'll do, do some legwork at max, unless Adam Michael Hoglin <laughs> fills the impossible. <laughs> at max, Chris will get ten points from this. <laughs> okay, now it's closed. We're done. <laughs> no more drafts. Uh, Maybe you're not, you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna fill your team with. With unknown people windows on ballot there are thousands <laughs> of people on here that that would kind of make this fun because th- at that point it's just petty stocks like yeah, right. <laughs> do you know what i'm saying uh no i'll i'll uh tragic tragic I donald it, trump at the top of my run it'd be in bad form for me to just like draft all these people to get points it'd be the most trump, trump thing yeah <laughs> 2028, what? we should have like a side thing where it's like we each pick a like like someone like that, and we just yeah. see how yeah, many like the, they get. there's like a golden ticket, like yeah. like if they make it if they make it through to like one of like the mid range ones, like you get like 50 points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is funny about like scrolling through this list is it's like <laughs> just going through a list. I mean, there's like hundreds of people, and it's like Michael Palmer, Michael Lindsay Kubuski, Michael Ledbetter, Mike Pence. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, so the drafts are closed. Uh, anyone want to trade? Chris, I'll give you Donald Trump for Adam Michael. Uh, <laughs> you want that uh, hog. <laughs> Horny for hog. Let's do it. Um, God, I can't believe i got to add him to this. This is going to be funny. He's going to Google himself and be like, oh, my God. The I fuck? Just listen to this podcast. Why did you add him? Oh, he had a bit of a funny name. Yeah. There's like a hey, non-zero he, he, chance he reaches out to us. That's I was gonna delightful. Say, he, he could be a future guest. <laughs> Figure some shit out. Learn, uh, learn about the, the 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 regular man running for president. What a what an American experience. Yeah. Um. So I will say this: I have a genuine offer of trade. Okay. I am more bullish. This is this may be crazy, but it makes sense to me. I think okay. Doug Burgum has a higher chance of staying until Iowa than Ron DeSantis does. No. Really? Yeah. No. Ron DeSantis really? has just sunk too much money into it, like time and money. He's he's at least staying to Iowa. There's no way he doesn't. Okay. I okay. I or there's that. there's very low chance he does. Okay. You, you I, think I, Doug I, I kinda do. He just like wrote I, an op-ed yesterday that's saying like, "Here's why I'm never leaving." <laughs> Whether Doug Burgum stays in longer, I don't think I can disagree with you with that. Whether he beats, whether it's Iowa, no, I think I think Ron has to get licked at least once or twice before he quits. <laughs> Chris is using some interesting words today. Uh, oh come okay, on, that's so just I some have... Texas slang. I, well, assume... I, I, I bet DeSantis says so my theory is like what I think is going to happen is we're going to end up with a situation where um, Donald Trump Nikki Haley Ron DeSantis that is your Joe Biden Bernie Sanders Elizabeth Warren of 2024 whether or, and then like maybe Vivek is like Michael Bloomberg or something I don't know but like um, I, it just seems like it's going to be like between between quote unquote um, as if one of them doesn't have a massive advantage, like those three, right? Um, I just think they're and they're gonna stick around for for as long as they can. Do do weirdly well in like some mid range yeah. state, and that sort of gasses them up until like kind of the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like when when is Florida's primary, right? Like that Super Tuesday, right? Yeah. So I, I think I, I'd be surprised if DeSantis bows out before then. Um, I was going to say if Marco Rubio could blast all the way till Florida, then so could DeSantis. But I think Rubio 
may have probably been pulling better at this point than DeSantis is now. Florida's, Florida's after Super Tuesday. It's the, it is? Yeah, it's like mid-March. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind, then. Sorry. Um, it's on Super Tuesday. <laughs> it's like Super Tuesday 2. The Tuesday name. Um, okay, so does anyone want Doug Burger? <laughs> I'll trade I mean, him I'll, like... I'll, yeah. Um... How do you feel about Mike Pence or John Bolton? <laughs> what? Um, no, that's okay. What about Ryan Binkley or John Anthony Castro? <laughs> no. Okay. I just said I think Doug Burgum will go to Iowa. Yeah, so then... Okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> John Anthony Castro. Um, I would... Uh, okay. Are you willing to trade John Bolton for any of the people I have who are not announced? Um, like, could I give you Glenn E.W. Jackson? E.W. Jackson. Can I give you Glenn Youngkin for John Bolton? John, John Glenn Youngkin's not running. He already said. He implied. He didn't say. This is how we got into this situation, Lars. Like... <laughs> We we took a lot we took like a lot of hints, but I was like, ooh, but he seems like the type. And like Mike was just like he said he's gonna do it. He said he's gonna do it. He said he's gonna do it. Yeah. That's how you ended up with Rick Perry on your team Lars. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone now. Yeah. Um so you're not you're unwilling to trade John Bolton for Chris Sununu or Glenn Youngkin? No. Liz Cheney? No. Brian Kemp. <laughs> no. What about all four of them? Well, now you're talking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, 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 I'm not gonna. I have, I have no trades to make. Unless you're gonna do something crazy, um, and give me Donald Trump, then. Uh... Mm. Chris, do you have any trades? Oh, do you want the ham? Right now, by the way. You do. I you want, want the hog? No, I don't want the hog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we sure it's Hogland and not like Hoagland? Oh, it's almost he'll, certainly like Hoagland. He'll let us know. <laughs> there you go. Um, Chris, uh, would you be willing to accept Glenn Youngkin or Chris Sununu for Mitt Romney? Mm. You think Mitt's going to run? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you just think it's more likely than, than Youngkin or Sununu? No, I'm not even sure I'd say that. I just kind of just want him. Want to trade? You just I've want always Mitt. wanted him. No, I almost, I almost dropped Mitt, but I kind of want him too. There's something about him. It's a spiritual. He's, it feels like if if we if weird stuff happens in the middle of this campaign, Mitt might be the one to be like, I'm doing it for the Republican Party. Mm. Like we're just like pull it out at the like at the uh, like it goes all the way to the. And but Trump got most of the delegates, but like he committed, like gets like uh, fully convicted, and like <laughs> shit hits the fan. Like maybe Mick comes out of this on top. That is that does raise an interesting point. Is what if someone like enters the race during a contested convention? They get, I guess, they'd still get points here, right? Yeah, I don't see. I, I guess for for the convention, whatever whatever making it to the convention would be. Because it starts like right before the convention, and then he enters the convention. Right. The the thing that ends this is that a candidate wins the nomination. But if someone hasn't won it, and it's at the convention, and Mitt Romney goes, "I'm going to be a dark horse candidate," I guess that's fair game. Okay, I'm keeping Glenn Youngkin then. <laughs> so I, I feel like I feel like if we do do a contested convention, then we all have to have like a live stream. Yo, yeah. Hell yeah. As, <laughs> as, pe as people announce, we just have to kind of like. Uh, it like, becomes like an awful trade in. Trade. I'm, I'm down for it. Three we get like points for two Romneys. <laughs> yeah. It just it just, it just seems like a trading floor. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, so no one has any trades. No. That's okay. why. That's why we should have let. We could have been sitting here pet trading penny stocks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyone want to change their team name, Mike? Yeah, it's called uh, eight. What is it called? Eight. Eight, eight pence. Mike eight pence. The, yeah. Um, 
I should have called it uh, Eat Pence Mike the Richard now that I think about it, because Richard is his middle name. Oh. Uh, let me think here um, if I have any good ones. Um, Hutchinson Asa, Vic Ramaswamy. Um, I mean, you got to name it after Nikki, right? <coughs> Nikki Haley. Um, Haley's Comets, why not? Oh, <coughs> I like that. That's good. Chris, you still happy with your <laughs> team name? Uh, I would like to change it to D's uh, Dis Candidate. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is so fair. Uh, and mine continues to apply accurately, so I'll just keep Trump in gubs. Does it? Yeah, like everyone on my roster... Hey, E.W. Jackson was a candidate for lieutenant governor. <laughs> Do you know who he lost to in his bid for lieutenant governor? No. Ralph the Ralph. the guy that Ralph. got kicked out? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that was the Democrat, sorry. Are you sure, Are you sure it's not Trump and Gov? Oh, no, I guess now you have Govs again. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, okay. Well... Tr- tr- uh, Trump and lieutenant Govs? Oh, my God. Uh... No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Don't fix what's not broke, right? Okay. Um, and we will end with that. So thank you for listening, everybody. Let us know what you think on uh, on Twitter. You can find and follow us at The Post Rider. You can email us, uh, Adam Michael Hogland. You can email us at contact at thepostwriter.com. We love hearing from you. You, Adam. Uh, so tell us what picks we missed, who you'd pick if you were Adam Michael Hogland. Or suggest some other topics for us to unpack. Uh, Post uh, Politics Express is a Postwriter podcast brought to you by thepostwriter.com. You can check out stuff we work on, things we've written, our other podcasts, and more over there. We will see you all and each other next time, ideally with a special guest, Adam Michael Hogland. But until then, check out the results of the draft and uh, the live updates after this episode on our picks on thepostwriter.com slash 2024 draft. Bye, y'all. Bye. Adios.